Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 1st of April 2023 and the episode title is No Joke. High level games are in the spotlight this month as voted for by patrons. It's April the 1st so the tally of votes has only just been completed and I've not told high level games about their victory yet. I will, but not on April Fool's Day as I've already encountered minor problems convincing publishers that the spotlight and a month of mentions on an RPG news and geeky podcast for free isn't some scam. However, congratulations to High Level and thank you to everyone who voted. The five candidates for the May spotlight are Zotti Quest Games Atlia Clandestine Sixpence Games Sanctum Media and Forever People. As usual, only patrons can vote, but you can be a dollar supporter for just as long as you want. The title of this podcast is No Joke, but Geek Native did take part in a prank today by writing up Sneak Energy's gamer eye drops. Sneak usually sells local energy drinks, but I knew this joke was coming, so I played along. If anyone went ahead and put the fake eye drops into their shopping basket, then they would get an additional discount for Sneak's genuine products. That felt like a nice gesture from the gamer brand. The no joke I'm feeling loud and clear this week is that people like the D&D movie. I have a whole section for Honour Among Thieves in routinely itemised the roundup this week, and I will see the movie tomorrow. That's right, I've not seen it yet, because it's only just out here in the UK. I thought we had finished with these silly geographical staggering movie releases. I admit, I was worried. Could D&D work as a comedy movie? Well, it seems so, and I will soon find out. I've seen a few grumbles from people who didn't like strong female characters and that the lead guy was a comedy psychic. That makes me want to see it all the more, especially after reading how Chris Pine was thoroughly up for the opportunity to dodge typecasting and show his range. The most common criticism I've seen is that the D&D movie is a good advert for the tabletop game, but that people will be disappointed with their Dungeons & Dragons experience when it doesn't match the film. That makes me wonder what sort of D&D games these people have been playing or the imagined people playing. D&D can be pretty much anything you want, although it is more straightforward as a high fantasy. In terms of tone, though, I think actual D&D tends to be more slapstick than grimdark almost every time. My mind goes to D&D Direct, which happened this week. I didn't watch it, but I have a summary of all the news on the site enabled by a press release from Watsy's agency in the UK. There's a Minecraft deal coming, more models, a TV documentary, and more computer games. And Wizards of the Coast are now showing off their official D&D VTT. They're calling that software a virtual tabletop now, not a play space. I can't imagine market research would have suggested anything else. Still, it means not outflanking a crowded, competitive, sticky, and established market with the new phrase and it means taking it on head 
to head instead. Raw20, Fantasy Grounds, Foundry and others will take notice. I don't think there's anything in the D&D Direct News that D&D fans will object to. Except, of course, the dollar signs. The sense that Wizards of the Coast is milking the brand feels like a hot issue. Chris, Cynthia and the Wizards of the Coast leadership team's comments to investors about how the brand was under-monetarised hung around in the air like a bad smell. But my quirky view is that that comment was probably a good thing to say to investors. The D&D SLT said, D&D hasn't peaked and there's more to come. They protected the company. I'm reminded of English Premiership football fans who spend £250 supporting their club in a year, which is a lot, but then they feel and expect the same level of ownership as a voting member on the board of a multi-billion dollar international company. And that's what big football brands are. Manchester United has more than a billion fans. I hope we don't end up like that. I can do without most of the D&D direct news. I mean, I play D&D, but not religiously, and I spend more time with indie games. However, I did notice the craft beer company Mondo has an official D&D beer now called Hither Tither. I'll have a can of that if I spot any here in Edinburgh. Okay, right, moving on from D&D, let's go straight to Gobold's Press and their D&D but not D&D project, Black Flag. That's not going to be a thing in six days. In six days, and the countdown clock is running on their site, the temporary name will be dropped and the game's official title will be revealed. Any guesses? You don't need to guess what Black Lantern's grim Darklands is like, as Geek Native has an exclusive preview of the 5e supplement for the Solmist setting. Want to know about the 10 Dark Saints? And who wouldn't? The preview post is worth a look when you find time. But time isn't your friend for the RPG Saint sketchbook though. That crowdfunding campaign from Handiwork Games, the highly respected artist Wayne Reynolds has nearly finished. The exclusive variant edition has sold out, but there's still time to get good stuff and Geek Native has another exclusive with a video introduction from Wayne. News of the Banffies wasn't an exclusive as such, but I think the blog was the first media site to break the news. Uh, the first post-lockdown era of the Superhero RPG Awards, aka the Banffies 2022, have had their winners revealed. There was no public vote this year. The judges just got to pick recommendations for great tabletop games that we might have missed. And there's a mix of big and little titles in there, quite a few. So let me tell you the judges instead. There's Alice Peng and She's a Three Castle Award nominated TTRPG author. There's Dan Davenport, an RPG reviewer and the editor of the blog Hardboiled GMSU Office. There's Jason Walters, an author game designer and I think most well known for being the publisher at Indie Press Revolution. John Kennedy, a tabletop games designer who works at the Indiana Historical Society. Now, on a similar note, I think the Geek Native blog was swift with the sellsword news. And that's spelt S-L-L-S-W-O-R-D. 
WRD, a new RPG publisher. The talent behind the new studio are Adam Rose and Daniel D. Fox, both names from Zhander Lore. But Daniel left Andrews McMeals as that publisher seems to be scaling back from their foray into the tabletop market. Interestingly, Sellsword's first project is Gangs of Calibro, and that will use the Year Zero engine. Sticking with RPG news, but skipping back towards the big screen, there's an update from Nightfall Games, who have the Terminator license. The deal was originally the first Terminator movie, the Dark Horse comics, but nothing Arnie, and no sequels. That's changed. Now the publisher is talking about the Uncle Bob Terminator, clever, and it has full rights to the T2 property. As a result, Judgment Day is a Kickstarter which will produce playable Terminator characters, and that's a significant change. Or, dodging money talk for a while, why not return to the fearsome wilderness? The Quick Start has been around for a while and free, but the core game has had a retail release, so Geektopia has refreshed the intro product and it's still free. Also, ahead of a main release, Monty Cook Games is doing something similar with a free-to-download preview of planar character options for the Cypher system. I do like Cypher. Second from last, nodding to the fact that Geek Native and Audio EXP and always all about RPGs, let's talk Mario Kart. There is a new Mario movie coming, and so I'm getting PR paid for research into my inbox, and Declutter has sent me some. Which do you think the most popular Mario Kart game is today? Well, it's the Wii version of Mario Kart, and I think that's pretty interesting, because Nintendo hasn't sold the Wii in over a decade. Oh gosh. Over a decade? I feel old now, and I'm going to a party tonight where two friends have joined their birthdays to make a 100th celebration. Now, in terms of our usual outro of bundle deals, at the bundle of holding, there's the Clement Sector, a Cepheus engine setting from Independence Games, and Science Fiction Maps from the Heroic Maps team for printing and VTTs. And at Humble, there are some comic book deals. There's Attack on Titan from Kodinesha, and that's not from the Squeamish. And there's Return to the World of Dungeons and Dragons from IDW and Time Dwell for the movie. Oh look, we started as we finished with D&D. So let's wrap there, buy a range of games, and keep safe. <laughs>